What is up, guys? We are back. I'm George Mossy. This is my co-host, Sharona. Welcome to the George Mossy Show. So, 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 7, Part 3 of 4, Tell All has aired. And we have a lot to talk about. We have one more week to go before this story officially ends. But there's a lot that happened on this episode. And we learned that Bilal and Shida, we've been watching them for two seasons. And the only thing that Shida has really asked for from Bilal, two things. She wants to open a yoga studio and she wants to get pregnant because she is 37 years old and her biological clock is ticking. Now, we watched Bilal fight her tooth and nail for two seasons on why he did not want to have kids. And I don't want to say he doesn't want to have kids. He kept saying, not right now. Now is not a good time in our lives. We should wait a few years. And then they went to a fertility doctor who said waiting a few years could be extremely detrimental for Shida because at that point in her life, the percentage of getting pregnant naturally was less than 5%. Now, less than 5% is very low, okay? Like, very, very low. That's that's almost non-existent. So mm -hmm. the idea that she wanted to have that child, and we watched for two seasons her be very persistent, and she weighed him down, and he kept saying no, and then we find out on this tell-all that Bilal has given in. He said that he's seen her cry. He's seen how much she was affected by this, and he decided... It was time for them to try to have a baby. And then Shida comes back and shocks everybody and says, maybe it's not the right time. Now, I don't know what this story is about because I don't know. I feel like Shida has been selling this baby thing. And it's kind of been their only storyline throughout the these two seasons. They haven't really had a lot going on. I mean, we've watched Bilal be controlling and we watch Bilal leave her out of finances and leave her out of, you know, just normal everyday marriage stuff. But this baby was really the the concrete foundation of their storyline. So the idea that she has decided she wants to focus more on her work instead of having a baby kind of threw me for a curveball. I was like, well, I don't even know what to think about her anymore. Yeah, that was very confusing. I was like, wait a second. Like, is something else going on that we don't know about? Like, what happened? Because like you said, that has been the only storyline that they've had is baby, baby, baby. I need a baby. I need a baby. And then you watch them go to like that store, like the holistic store to get like teas and stuff. So it's like, I'm now I'm confused. Why does he want it? And you don't want it. Like, why are you flip-flopping? I don't understand. Like, just have your damn baby. Okay. Like he's finally on board. What if she, you know, waits a little too long or she's like, Oh, I don't really want it. And then she flips back to, I want the baby. And he's like, well, you didn't want the baby. So I don't want the baby anymore. And then the whole onesie thing, Come on. That was weird because it was like he was giving her permission to yeah. try when she mm -hmm. had already wanted to try. And it's almost weird because she decided she didn't want to try anymore. And then he's like trying to convince her to try. And she said that, oh, she's like, oh, I'm the one who tells him to wear protection now. And it's just their whole story blows my mind. Cause I was like, at this point, I was like, I don't even know if I want to keep watching them. Cause uh -huh. I was like, they're so wishy washy, flip floppy. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, I was like, we've invested like two years of watching them talk about how much they needed a baby. So okay. I don't even know if they know what they want. And we watched Utris and Chris, Utris being Shida's friend and Chris being Bilal's friend, kind of go at each other on the tell-all, which was kind of unexpected because they were mm -hmm. both there to speak up for their friends. And it kind of backfired because Utris did unfortunately tell Shida that she should trick Bilal into getting her pregnant. And that is never good advice. So I hate to side with Chris because Chris definitely was a, a bit of a douchebag. Oh, definitely, it. right? 
So yeah. I hate to side with him, but that's never good advice because mm -hmm. when a child is brought into the world, especially in a relationship or a marriage, both people need to be on board. Now, I don't want to say it can't work because my parents, when I was conceived, I was a oops baby. Like they had two kids already. They were not interested in a third, but I'm here. And now look at me. I'm the best thing that ever happened. So it is definitely something that can be worked through, but you shouldn't trick your spouse. And if you're in a relationship or marriage where you feel like you need to trick the person, you don't need a child with them, right? Like, I don't think that you're ready for a child. And the fact that Shida doesn't even know how much Bilal makes. Oh, and we learned Bilal is making Shida sneak candy into the movie theater because he feels like popcorn and candy cost too much. Shida, if this is true, you don't need to have a child with this man because children, it says statistics show that a child can cost up to a million dollars um, between birth and 21. He doesn't even want to buy the $8 popcorn at the movie theater. Not ready for a child. Oh, no. I mean, that was crazy. I was like, are you seriously? You're going to. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I like to bring my own candy in, too. But I, it's because I don't like what they have at the movie theater. I still buy the popcorn. I still buy the soda. I go to the movies to buy popcorn and buy things. Like, why are you, then you have no business going to the movies if you can't even afford some damn popcorn. That was crazy. Honestly, I just don't think that that's going to work out. They probably should wait until they're neither, both. Yeah. On neither the one of them are ready to have a baby. And the fact that they have flip-flopped on the decision shows even more. It solidifies the fact yeah. that they're not in that place in their relationship. Until they can open a joint bank account, please don't bring a living person into this world. You're not ready. A living person takes the type of commitment and teamwork that you guys aren't there yet with because a joint bank account shouldn't even be a heated discussion because you're married. And it's like, if you don't trust her, why did you marry her? And he's like, oh, well, she tends to spend money. Okay, that's true. Women tend to spend money a little faster than men. I've learned that women shop more. They know where the good deals are. They do spend yeah. money. But a lot of times women are, are smarter with their money, if you think about it. If you think about it, a man will go and buy a house. He'll go buy a car. And he doesn't even ask around or shop around. Like, at least women know, like, 50 different websites where she can get the purse she's looking for. She just knows the one website that has the cheapest price. Like, you, at least you have to give women credit for that. Women definitely know a lot more when it comes to shopping. Whatever, if she spends a lot of money. You married her. You trust every aspect of, of her. When you marry someone, you take the good, the bad, the overspending, you know, whatever they have going on. This is your wife. You accept her for who she is. So you can't leave her out of the finances. I felt like when he said that she's not a part of the finances, I was like, well, that feels like you just let a random person into your home that you don't trust. And it's like, but she's your wife. Like, I, it doesn't add up to me because you have to trust someone to live in the house with you. Talk about starting a family with, and then say, well, I don't trust her with my money. I don't get it. Okay, so I want to talk about this huge Thing that happened tonight. So Jamal kind of came in and he stormed into the tell-all and he had a theory about Kim and Usman's relationship. Now, I don't know where I stand on this and I definitely want to talk about that and where you stand on it too. So Jamal feels that Usman guilted his mother, Kim, into breaking up with him by asking things of her that no woman would ever be able to agree with, like taking on a second wife, adopting a very small child and raising it. And these things led to the actual breaking up of the relationship, but he wanted Kim to do it and not him in order to 
kind of save face to make it seem like he's not that much of a bad guy. So first of all, this is Jamal's theory. Where do you stand on this theory? Because the entire cast seemed to agree 100% with this theory. You know what? Like, in the very, very, very beginning, when they first got together, he was just calling her super fan Kimberly, and he was saying, you have potential. I didn't like that. And then I almost feel like he just, like, I kind of side with Jamal. Like, I don't want to. I love Kimberly. I do think that they ended up getting a connection. I do think that there was mm-hmm. a connection eventually. But I do see that he, like, I feel like he maybe he did see that there was, like, so much potential with being with her because he was going to get what she want he wanted from her mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard because i kind of it kind of makes sense because if any guy is going to put a woman through that she's not going to be into it she's going to get over it mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know he was just it was such a different side of Usman. like we've seen bits yeah. and pieces of him fighting with people and like going like crazy so like it's hard because i feel like you know we know kim is all in but, like, I really wonder now, like, Usman, what were you doing? Like, oh, it's hard because I do want to side with Jamal, but... Oh. It, I know. It's it's hard because also Kim feels from her end, because she did tell them in the green room, I don't feel like he used me. I don't feel like he's seeing me. I do feel like with the connection we have is real. And again, she said, none of you are there with us. You don't exactly. know what we experienced. So Jamal's theory... It sounds good, but a lot of theories sound good, but without like being there and physically having proof, I don't know if I want to say that he never loved her or if it was never real because I feel like the connection that they have has to be real. Three years, all of these trips back and forth to Nigeria, I just don't see people doing that for a fake relationship. And I feel like even if the relationship was a potential relationship in the beginning, I feel like feelings did grow over yeah. time like maybe the feelings were not that strong in the beginning you know maybe jamal is onto something maybe he was like oh it's just, just the american woman and she's in love with me she's head over heels with me i'll let her come here and it'll you know look good boost my ego whatever but i do feel like feelings had to have grown he kept inviting her back you mm-hmm. know like if you didn't want her there because he's never tried to come to america you know like if he wanted to come to america and it was a scam he i feel like he would be here by now because yeah. a lot of people we watch on 90 Day Fiance, we meet them and then on the same exact season, they're already here. So mm-hmm. it's like, if it was really that type of situation, he would already be here. So another thing I wanna ask, he said that in order for you to have sex with someone, you have to be in love. Now I know in his culture, in order to have sex, you have to be married, but he felt that in order for him to have a second wife, he would have to be in love with the second wife as well as the first wife. So how do you feel about that? Because Kim was always told, the second wife would be basically someone to bring a child into relation into the relationship, but not actually be someone that he would give all of his time to. He actually told Kim that she would always be number one. She would get all the attention and all the love. And then we learned on the tell-all, he said that he would be fully in love with both women. Oh, God. <laughs> I First of all, when he said that you have to be in love with someone to have sex, I was crying <laughs> because that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Obviously... We know Usman's had sex with people before he was married. So regardless if he said he loved them or not, like, we know he was out there doing whatever. And, like, that's just not – that doesn't happen. People will just hook up. I mean, look at all the, the dating apps and stuff that people go on just to hook up with someone. Like, that was crazy. So I don't agree with that. I think that that was crazy. But with the second wife thing, I really was upset. I was, like, I wanted to hug him when I saw her see that scene of him talking to that woman – because yeah. he wasn't honest again. 
So that really bothered me. And he was like, oh, she's like so pretty. And like, I could talk to her on the side. We could work it out. It's like, that's when I, that's when it kind of made me feel like, what is he doing? With, like, what is the role for Kim? I get you said that was going to be your first wife, but he seemed so intrigued by this new woman when yeah. he's already having problems with Kim. And I didn't like that. I didn't like how he didn't tell her he got her phone number. Like, I think that that's a very important factor that he decided to just not tell her. Yeah. Um, he really and did you notice when she asked if they had been in contact, he never really answered the question? Exactly. I hated that. I was like, come on, own it. He, I think that, like you said, I think that they did have, they do have a connection. I think that was really, it did flourish, but he's also, he's like, Michael, he's <laughs> lying about everything. Like maybe they, they are two peas in a pod. Like, See? I don't like that. Angela might be on to something and it's See? like. I heard Kim say at the end, Sean was like, do you think there's any way that you could rekindle this relationship? And Kim said no. And then she said after that, she was like, I love him. And I could meet the man of my dreams when I leave here. But I'm going to see where things happen and we're still going to be friends. So I feel like the door mm -hmm. is like cracked open. Yeah, Like is. there's like a little door stop there and the door isn't fully closed. So mm -hmm. I, I, I know Kim was like, no, there's no chance. But I also feel like the idea of her walking away from this, but still talking to him every day and texting him every day and having him as her best friend. It's impossible to move on with someone when they're so involved in exactly. your life. So yeah. I feel like even if she wants to move on, as long as that communication is open, I don't see how she's going to be able to do that. No, I, I feel the same way. I feel like sometimes you have to either, it's like, do it. I get it. I totally understand. Like if you guys were like your best friends and stuff and you want to keep that. But in this instance, like he hurt her too much and I don't like that. And she needs to find someone. She's amazing. I love Kim. She needs to find a real man that wants to be with her, that wants to love her, that wants to give her the world, that doesn't want to try to trick her into getting a second wife or adopting his brother's kid or all these other crazy things that he has up his sleeve. Like, no, I, she needs someone amazing. That's going to make her feel just as amazing as she is. I agree a hundred percent. All right, guys, we've run out of time. So this is what happened on part three of happily ever after season seven of the tell all no limits. I am George Mossy. This is my co-host Sharona. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com and anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following Sharona as well. Her links are here at the bottom. We're going to talk to all of you guys later in the week with the TLC roundup of all the shows and things going on, on the TLC channel. Talk to all of you guys really soon.